Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Walter Walden. My guest today is Caterina Day from the Day Winery in Vino Nobile in Tuscany. Welcome, Caterina. Thank you so much. Give me a little brief summary of the family history. How did you get to become the head of the Day Winery? So it was my grandfather who started uh, coming to the area, to the Montepulciano area first. Where was he from originally? Tuscan. Tuscany. Oh, Tuscan, yeah, 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 yes, he's Tuscan. But um, the family core business has always been stone. So we have quarries of stone in the surrounding of Siena. But he loved the Montepulciano area. And he went discovering the area in order to find a place to spend the summer holidays. Uh, being aware of the great potential about uh, winemaking. So he discovered a beautiful piece of land where he planted first vineyard, which is actually Bossona, now the most important vineyard of ours. Okay, so what was his name though? Alibrando, my father's father, Alibrando Dei. And then your father is? My father is Glauco. And then you're Caterina. And I am Caterina. So do you have any siblings, any brothers and sisters? I have one sister, but she's mainly, yes, uh, taking care of the stone, so I choose the best part of the... All right, so she does the quarrying. She does the hard work. You do the glamorous job of making wine. Yeah, I think I'm the lucky one, actually. I think you are, yeah. (laughs) Um, So you just mentioned um, the idea of coming to the areas about the terroir, the potential. What is special about the Montepulciano area, specifically for Sangiovese, or Prugnolo, as you call it? Yeah, the Prugnolo Gentile. We have have different um, lands in terms of composition of the soil, exposition and altitude and we feel absolutely privileged in this case because in my case I have five different vineyards in five different areas so there are five different units that vary where the soil vary from um, sandy clay so, for example, the Vino Nobile comes from uh, sandy clay soil. So what, what taste does the sand, sandy clay give to the wine? Uh, How does it shape the Sangiovese? So the, the clay gives the structure, but the finesse at the same time. So we have a full-bodied but smooth and elegant wine, and this is the goal for us, for example. Then the sand really emphasizes on the flavors on the Sangiovese, so the, the fruit comes out a lot. And by the way, it um, comes to my mind, you know, going back to our history, the history of Montepulciano, that goes back to, you know, centuries and centuries ago. The 1600s. Ago. The 1600s, at least. at least, exactly. So the golden age for the, the area for the Vino Nobile. The Renaissance time. Exactly. When Sante Lancerio, at that time, the, the sommelier of Pope, Paul III from the Farnese family. So Paolo, uh, Sante Lancerio said, the Pope loves the wines from Montepulciano, overall Italian wines, because um, it's, a, it's a wine that is really appealing. It's polputo, he says this word, and I love this word. So polputo, what does that polputo translate Polputo means it's a lot of material, a lot of character, personality, but still it's an elegant wine. In fact, it's not um, a wine called Agrestino, so it's not uh, for the country people, but it's for the nobles, for the noble families. Yeah, he only mentioned, I wrote an article, he wrote the noble men. He didn't make, mention, make any mention of noble women, unfortunately, but luckily, um, luckily <laughs> things are changing under people Things like are you. changing. So let's go back to Bostona, which is uh, one of your single sites. Just tell me again what, what is special about that, um, I mean, in terms the, of, in terms of the, the style that you're trying to get out of there. The Bostona vineyard is really something different. It's like an amphitheater of mm-hmm. 13 hectares, and it's sand on top, 
and with um, the carries materials, rocks, and fossils. Okay. So we have the finesse, the structure, and the minerality. Mm -hmm. So we think that it's the most complex and... Uh, so it's your flagship wine then, is it, Bossona? Yeah? Exactly. Okay. So I was in the region recently, and I've heard you went a little bit crazy uh, in your vineyards, um, sowing a lot of uh, cover crops and flowers and things like that. What is going on? Yeah, we, we really, uh, by the way, we are sustainable and organic. I didn't apply for the organic um, certification yet, but I'm going to do that very soon. Uh, because, you know, we, we, we waited because bureaucracy in Italy doesn't really help. But, um, and that's the only reason why I'm not officially organic yet, but we are definitely organic, sustainable in the way we process. So only a, a very natural way of, uh, you know, taking care of the, of the vineyards, 100% no pesticides. So green cover, meaning we plant the different kind of seeds depending on the nature of the soil. So the, the, the seeds vary from barley to fava beans. Okay, so barley is good at um, providing organic matter and uh, beans are very good at providing food in the form of nitrogen. Food so that, you know, we want the soil to be healthy, to be uh, breathing. To and improve so the structure, that, yeah. Exactly, so that if the roots are breathing, if the, if the roots are healthy, uh, we'll have a healthy vine and healthy fruits. So this is the way we, we process. So uh, let's say prevention rather than cure. Okay. This is our goal. Now in terms of winemaking style, you are known for making wines that are very um, smooth, but they don't taste like they're really technical. They taste like they have a bit of soul behind them. How do you do that? Well, uh, I remember is that, when... Is that, is that correct? Absolutely correct. I was correct. a couple of your importers, and that's what they, that's what they say. Wonderful. But I know the wines as well. Thank you for saying that. This is really our style. I would say classic style, meaning uh, really you know, paying attention to the territory, focusing on the Sangiovese, but also focusing on the nature of our own vineyard. So we want the primary aromas of the grapes to express at best. And so for me, the wine has to be, yes, representing the territory, but also being smooth and elegant. I don't personally like aggressive wines, so we're working on tannins a lot, making really very strong selection, vineyard by vineyard. So is that also where your farming is changing, where you're really, I've spoken to your vineyard manager, really looking at each little bit of land that you have as an individuality. So you talk about cover crops, so this particular vineyard is going to get this kind of cover crop because the soil is like this, it's on a slope, it faces yes. this way. And then on another, say a flatter or higher or rockier area, you're going to sow different plants between the rows um, to have a different effect. So again, you're going to get that, that diversity of flavour so that you have more material to make a blend from. Is that, is that true? Absolutely, Sorry. absolutely, yeah, yeah. 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 But Do you like blending? Well, uh, I like blending uh, as far as um, you know, you know, the, the blend the represents yeah. the terroir. So, but we definitely focus on our Prunello Gentile, yeah. so 90% of our grapes is Prunello Gentile. And what the, about your main markets? Um, the United States, I would say, number one export market, um, which is 30% of our export. Then all the European countries, let's say from Germany to Switzerland, uh, Great Britain. Uh, How's the US market changing? Do you detect changes there? I'm not just talking about green, well, green really, initiatives I'm and really organics. I'm very happy because I see them turning to uh, specific wines, to the DOCG. You know, while probably in the past they used to, um, to like more like very international wines or more... So you're uh, saying the two super Tuscans are actually... Yes, they were probably more 
more on the Super Tuscan some years ago, and now they're really going back to the roots, which is absolutely, you know, great for us. So what opportunity is there for Vina Nobile in general in, well, in America? I think it's a nice Nob- name to pronounce. I mean, it's one of those Italian phrase that's quite easy for people to pronounce vino nobile or vino noble you could call it if you yes. wanted to americanize it does that yeah. help i think it really you know represents uh, the, the the personality of the wine of the area and uh, yeah it is a noble wine it's easy to pronounce and it's a distinguished wine wine that is really has its personality and uh, i think it's really very well appreciated and uh, and people know it because it's it's been there for uh, for decades so so what about a typical food match a good food match for vino nobile i would say the vino nobile is very versatile wine so it's perfect with all the red meats with uh, with game but not only with red meats so. well i recently had uh, you know dinner menu testing menu with uh, for example fish going to norway or really? going to china what kind of fish well it very depends. very strong meaty fish or strong meaty fish but um yes of course uh, depending on the way it's prepared but definitely it's a versatile wine and that's one of the most important characteristic of the vino nobile i love to say that it's the important friendly wine so okay. and by the way it doesn't uh, need you don't need to wait 10 years before saying you know it's perfectly right it's perfect mature in the bottle it's uh, but does that also come down to a little bit to the winemaking you know you you do make a wine that is quite easy to approach without being simple so you make it a complex wine which is which has got drinkability early on and that's i think that's what you're known for that you've really understood what the market wants yeah a friendly yeah. wine yeah. you know it's an important wine but still it's important, easy you mean, to drink you mean a big wine it's it's quite a, 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 a well, concentrated of, wine of course we have the, the different the different categories the different wines so for example i like to call the rosso di montepulciano which, which is, is the younger brother the younger, younger brother of the vino nobile mm-hmm. i would say the important everyday wine right. if you want something tasty fruity but you know not as complex as a vino nobile of of course, the Vino Nobile is a versatile wine, but still friendly, smooth. And then I'll have the Bossona, in my case, or a Super Tuscan that are, uh, of course, uh, a little bit uh, even more complex and need richer food. Yeah. Or, you know, I think that you can enjoy the wines, uh, not necessarily with food, but uh, we're more Italians that definitely need to pair, you know, wine and food. But, for example, I think you, you can enjoy a wonderful glass of Vino Nobile at midnight before going to Okay. To relax. I'll bear that in mind next time I'm writing a book and I get stuck. Uh, I'll give you a ring. Caterina Day from the Day Winery in Montepulciano in Tuscany, Vino Nobile area. Thanks very much for coming in. I love Thank this you. word polputo. I'm going to say polputo all day long now. It's, it's stuck in my brain. That's uh, a right. great one. Thanks for coming in. Thank great you. Great to see you. And um, I'll hopefully come and see you soon and check out all your wonderful cover crops in your vineyards. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Catherine. It's really Thank nice you. to see you. Nice to see Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>